everyone, welcome back to the 20-something girl podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Robinson, and I'm so excited you're here. I'm super excited for today's episode because I'm here sitting down with Nicole, who is a local clinical therapist here at Vantage Community Services in Red Deer. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Good. And you? Good. Good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast, get into everything today. We're kind of just talking about therapy, the importance, kind of continuing the conversation of taking care of our mental health in our 20-something years. Um, But the main focus is going to be on how we achieve a work-life balance in our lifestyles. So, you know, how that, what that looks like, how to maintain it, how to get there, um, etc. But first, let's start with a quick introduction of who you are and what you do here with Vantage Community Services. Okay. So my name is Nicole Meerhagen. I'm a therapist, like you said, with Vantage Community Services. I work for our focused counseling clinic. Um, so we provide therapy based on a sliding fee scale, and we're a nonprofit agency. Sweet. Okay. How long have you been with Vantage Community Services? You, re- you mentioned you're kind of new at this office, but not necessarily new in the field. That's true. So mm-hmm. I first started working with Vantage um, in Frontline with our group care in 2009, oh, I believe. Wow. So yeah. It was quite a while ago. So I've been back to the agency a couple of times in different positions. Mm-hmm. I've been a therapist here since October. Okay, beautiful. I'm sure you see all walks of life come through your office, especially there's probably a rise in young women who are looking for guidance or advice or just a place to have unbiased, opinionated conversations, right? Absolutely. I see Mm -hmm. quite a few young women in my caseload right now under the age of 30. Wow. There's a lot of similarity and overwhelm and that sort of thing going on with people right now. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, like, I feel like we're all kind of just like trying to get back into regular life dare dare I say from like (laughs) the past couple years it's been so tricky to like integrate ourselves back into whether you know people are experiencing that work from home back to the office transition and feeling imbalanced that way I know myself like getting into things here like I being a 20 something girl myself I'm trying to constantly juggle it all like I'm trying to juggle starting and establishing my career as well as trying to find out who I am what my passions are um all while trying to maintain somewhat of like a social life and kind of have relationships with friends significant others families etc so I find that this time in our lives and it it's not specific to your 20s but that's kind of what we talk about here um But this time in our lives is like this juggle of who am I? How do I balance it all? How do I, you know, present myself in a professional way yet can still have go out and have fun on the weekends, right? Um, With that being said, how how would you identify struggling with work-life balance in an individual just to get started here? Definitely. Well, when I hear people talk about feeling overwhelmed, that's a big indicator for me and mm-hmm. overwhelmed whether they're at work, they're at school, they're at home, uh, when people don't have that ability to relax and shut it off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an indicator that people are heading towards burnout maybe or when people are feeling guilty when they try and have a good time. Those are things that would let me know that that, 
balance is out of whack. Is off for sure. I feel like when I was first starting my job, even I really was struggling with creating a separation between working hours and personal hours for a lack of better word I felt like I was always on and I still do I feel like this whole process comes in like waves so that like some phases I'm like oh yeah I'm perfectly balanced and then the next phase I'm like okay how did I get here <laughs> how am I like so out of whack but um like you said you're not being able to relax you're not you're always being overwhelmed you know sometimes I go to sleep and I feel like people can relate to this where it's like you're already thinking of like your list to do in the morning <laughs> which is crazy but it's like so real right yeah. um but what advice would you give someone who may be struggling with that always feeling on always in work like grind mode how would you I don't know what advice do you give to people to kind of help them turn off yeah so I think mindfulness and grounding are great for that. So mindfulness is being present in the moment mm -hmm. and grounding is being grounded in your body. So like you said, when you're laying there and your thoughts are already going into what am I doing tomorrow? Where's my to-do list? That sort of thing. Being able to actually get grounded in your body, in your physical senses, in the present moment can do a lot to help. Um turn it off so yeah to speak. turn it off and I feel like that is something I've really learned over you know I have experience with going to therapy and that was like a main core of my therapy journey was introducing being mindful to not ignoring those feelings or not being like oh that's silly I've feel like I'm always working where it's like actually giving light to things is very helpful and I feel like it's just kind of where you have to start is kind of check in with like yourself and how how are you almost like separating all yeah. of your things into your piles and where the overlay is right yeah definitely yeah I feel like especially for a young professional who is like trying to get on top like right away that would be really tricky to have to turn it off you know, when you want the, you want to get somewhere in your career so fast, yeah. right? Um, but how can we, speaking of mindfulness and grounding yourself in your body, how can we check in with ourselves to make sure that we are prioritizing balance? Like, how do we even know where to start, you know? Yeah, so with therapy, a lot of the time we start with how we feel, mm -hmm. right? So taking time to like do a check-in with yourself, do a body scan. Where am I tense? Where am I feeling tension? What emotion is that coming from? Um, do I need to take a break? Do mm -hmm. I need rest? Cueing into what your needs are and addressing all of your needs, not just your work needs, right? Yeah, for sure. I feel like when we check in with ourselves and think about, okay, maybe I do need a break. Like, how would you even approach that you know I feel like that's sometimes like you kind of talked about the, at the beginning of that feeling guilty is a sign of imbalance mm -hmm. where it's like what if someone's you know feeling guilty or like how do you even approach giving yourself the time and the break that you may be really craving yeah well 
I think people just feel like they need to be available to people all the time, especially with the role that technology plays in our life, right? Um, So it's hard to maintain that balance if you're checking your social media at work for your personal stuff and you are at home checking work emails or voicemails and that sort of thing. So carving out time for yourself where you're just available for yourself can Mm -hmm. be a good start. I love that. I feel like that's something I've been trying to implement in my life because it is like, you know, social media is at the our fingertips all the time. And if you are at work in a, you know, with your emails coming in or X, Y, and Z, and then you go home and like people are needing you from maybe a different side hobby or a side thing, it's like, okay, you're not really turning it off because you're showing that you're actually present all the time if you're responding to messages or emails or whatnot. I feel like that's a good point because like keying into literally putting in what are my work hours when am I available for this job yeah nine to five (laughs) like that (laughs) is the time you can reach me yeah and then maybe personal hours can be a little bit after and then everything goes off and like you said carve out time for actually I'm just gonna focus on myself and grounding myself and finding where where I'm at from this hour to this hour before bed or something like that right Yeah, yeah absolutely You know, I feel like um, when I think of work-life balance, I often think of work-life boundaries Mm -hmm. and, you know, like that whole finding out your hours, I'm not available during this time, I'm not going to reply to this or pick up this phone call until I'm available. But what are examples of boundaries we can set for ourselves to maintain a healthy relationship with both worlds? You know, boundaries with, say, you know, your work life, whether it be your employer or coworkers, and boundaries with your, like, friends, even. Yeah. You know, what are examples of those? Well, I think one example is getting comfortable with the word no, whether it's saying no directly or not right now or giving another time that you're available. Um, I think we can feel a lot of pressure when we're early in our career and we're hungry for that advancement to say yes to everything because you want all of those opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes saying saying no or not right now so that you're actually able to create time for yourself, right? Exactly. I feel like that's really important when we think about... Um, the ability to say no is actually kind of a talent (laughs) and kind of like something that we need to like learn, right? But I think about saying no and the sense of like, if you take on, I mean, I found this personally, if I take on and say yes, 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 and all of a sudden I've spread myself so thin that I'm not actually putting out what a reflection of myself I'm kind of putting out a half version here maybe like 25% there so learning to say no and be like okay this is not the time for that but it can be really really hard especially going into like you said if you're if you're just starting your career and you're hungry for that like goal and that like status almost it's hard to say no, I can't take that on right now. Yeah. Because you don't want to like turn down an opportunity almost and 
burn a bridge, say. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. even with our friendships and our family relationships and our romantic relationships, um, sometimes, you know, you have to step back if somebody's asking for something that you don't have the energy or the time to supply at that time, right? Yeah, that 100% makes sense. Because it's like you can't give someone something that you just straight up do not have. Yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, and that's, I feel like, um, if we're talking friendships, I've found that, you know, I feel like one of the biggest hurdles, like, right now in this, like, early stage of our lives, when things are, like, really changing, where it's like, okay, some people are stepping into, like, their career, some people are still full-time students, some people are, you know off doing whatever, like moved countries maybe, I don't know. But it's like um, trying to find the balance of like being able to maintain friendships without like overexerting yourself and having to like redefine boundaries with people. Like you said, if you're, if you've changed and you can't go out till whatever time in the morning, you know, because you actually have to get up and, like, show up to an office and, you know, you have responsibilities to go to. Um, Learning to say no and changing that perspective of, like, where you are in your life is kind of, can be a struggle, too. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of pressure with friends sometimes, and maybe it's a reevaluation of who you surround yourself with, but the pressure of, um say the pressure of being a part of a social setting Mm -hmm. where like that is kind of what you're saying like that's where no plays into the picture where it's like okay I actually can't do that yeah (laughs) yeah right yeah yeah um how would you suggest implementing boundaries so yeah we can start saying no we can start you know turning on our work hours our personal hours whatnot um but when we talk about being grounded, how do boundaries kind of correlate in our routine to feeling more grounded in ourselves? I think doing that check-in and really seeing how you're feeling and adjusting your boundaries accordingly is important. So Mm -hmm. some days you might have looser boundaries, you have more energy to give, you have more time, and some days when you know, you were saying it kind of ebbs and flows how busy you get in the busy times, your boundaries might need to be stricter than they are when you have more time and energy available. Yeah, that that 100% makes sense. And you know, when we check in with ourselves, that's definitely like, probably where you start with everything. If someone's really struggling with work life balance, or anything, I feel like you're like, the suggestion kind of is to, okay, where is this stemming from? Yeah. Right? And that kind of takes a lot sometimes to find actually where it's coming from. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, one thing I've found that has helped me not let work thoughts slash work mode take over is to find passions outside of work to focus on. I feel like that is something that I read all the time and is been constantly like oh you have to find you know a passion that like isn't work focused mm-hmm. um although like my passions and hobbies have evolved over the years I do know that if we're in a bit of a rut finding passions can be difficult you know sometimes it's like 
I don't have the energy or, you know, we don't have the energy to go out and discover a new hobby or a new passion because we're feeling so drained with that imbalance that's going on. Um, Do you have any advice for someone who's in a passion rut or in a, in a spot where it's like, okay, I'm not sure where to start um, finding, quote, finding myself or a, a light, should I say? Yeah. So I think the first step is carving out time for that, right? Um, If you're already feeling overwhelmed and having trouble finding balance, just adding another expectation of, oh, I'm going to learn to do this new thing that's going to be fun and exciting on top of everything else isn't going to work, right? Mm -hmm. So something's got to leave the plate to put that passion back on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a good place to start is like, Is there something you can invite a friend or family member to do that they're interested in um, where you're kind of able to grow your social life along with that? Um, And another place to start is thinking about what gave you joy as a child. What does your inner child like? A lot of the time, the things that you found fun as a kid, are there some form of that to do as an adult that also can bring you joy? Yes, I love that. I feel like we're always trying to make our inner child happy (laughs) right like we're always trying to like find find that happiness stemming from like our inner child and I do think that's a really good point of um you can't find something new or start something new if your plate is full yeah (laughs) so it's like I guess putting those work boundaries into place and kind of identifying what a work day looks for like for you and then you can have like some free time okay this is like my time and I'm going to find community events to like go to or yeah. what's going on in the town that like me and my friend can go to or yeah I think that's really good I feel like that sometimes the hardest part is finding time definitely it's definitely easier said than done mm-hmm. And the intentional time, too, because we all have, we all do have time where we're scrolling on our phone endlessly or doing something that's not necessarily benefiting us in the way that we're, like, looking for. Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel like I read something the other day that when we are just, like, sitting on the couch watching TV and someone asks, oh, what did you do today? And it's like, oh, oh, I did nothing. But really, I actually spent the day or a portion of the afternoon watching TV, and that's what I needed to, like, check out for a bit. Yeah, you needed that rest, Yeah, and that, like, mindfulness of reframing um, what we should and shouldn't feel guilty for. Yes, yeah. It's, like, a really big part in just finding balance, I think. Yeah, I think sometimes we forget that we have the same basic needs that animals have. Like, Mm -hmm. even at zoos, they have enrichment for the mental health of the animals. Yeah. We need that. We need to be entertained and do things that we're passionate about and we find fun in. You know, that's uh, part of the difference from going from surviving to thriving. Yeah, I love that. I feel like there is, like, such a strong difference between surviving and thriving, obviously, but it's, like, that, like, blurry area where it's, like, I don't know what I am. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's super common with people, too, and I feel like someone will definitely be able to relate to be, like, okay, how can I get from 
surviving and just doing like what I actually quote need to be doing yeah. to like actually living in an, an enjoyable like fulfilling every day yeah I've talked about it a lot in previous episodes is like taking the small things like I <laughs> I think I've talked about this a lot but like it's like the small things where like putting on like a cute pajama set to bed mm-hmm. and like waking up I feel like, oh yeah, I'm already ready for the day when I make my coffee and I do whatever with the dog and go for it. It's like, okay, that little kind of almost like silly task has like changed how I wake up. Yeah, Right, and how I wake up and feel almost like, hey, I feel like good. (laughs) Yeah, because you did something intentional for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So that gives your body and your brain the feedback, I am important. Yeah, and I feel like that is like one of the key places we need to start in our whole journey is like reminding ourselves, like you said, we need entertainment, we need releases, we need X, Y, and Z because we're important and we deserve it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We don't deserve to be whatever age drowning in, like, workloads that aren't connecting with us, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's great. I feel like there's so many, so many places which also can be kind of overwhelming, just to shed light on that, but where there's so many ways to find new hobbies, too, Mm -hmm. and new passions, which it can be, like, overwhelming yeah but like in the world we live in there is literally on all of our devices a way to like find something to connect us with like someone else yeah yeah um do you have any additional comments when it comes to young professionals trying to balance having a life outside of work as well as in their work setting I definitely think, um, I really like what you said about reframing Mm -hmm. some things, right? So I think we place a lot of shoulds on ourselves where they're not necessarily things we actually need to do. They're things we have put that expectations on ourselves. I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to do that. And sometimes it helps to be able to stop and take a more unbiased look at it and see how many of those things actually need to be done and how many can actually go by the wayside Mm -hmm. and how many things need 100% of your effort put into them And which things are just okay if it's just good enough, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's, um, the shoulds are so controlling because it's half the time the shoulds aren't coming from our own perspective. It's coming from, like, say, like, a societal pressure or, like, a pressure from friends, family, whatever it may be. Yeah. It's like, you should be vacuuming your house every day or something like that when it's like okay no I'm gonna carve out this day for my tidying or like this day for laundry this day you know we're like sectioning it off yeah and then instead of viewing it as this is something I should be doing it's something I choose to do right Mm -hmm. I choose to spend this day cleaning because it makes me feel good to have a clean house and it makes things 
easier to do in my home, right? As opposed to I'm doing this because I should. Yeah, and I'm it doing almost, it because it benefits me. Yeah, it's like taking it from like, okay, I'm back to being however old doing chores because someone's telling me to do them, where it's like you're actually taking care of like your space and your body and whatever it may be. I like that. I really do. Um, circling back to just the general topic of therapy, mm-hmm. um, what advice would you have to a 20-something girl who's interested in starting therapy, but maybe is still a little hesitant? Yeah. Well, I would go back to that wanting to not just be in survival mode and wanting to be thriving, right? I think a lot of people um, still have the idea that therapy is only for those with mental illness, but therapy can actually be used as a tool for mental wellness too. Okay, I love that perspective. I've never heard it put like that. No. I've never heard it put like that. I love that. I feel like Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, go ahead. Your whole thought, but that's exactly what we're all trying to do. I, as you were talking, I was thinking that there is definitely a stigma that you have to have a quote problem to start therapy, whether like a trauma-based problem or like mental illness, what whatever it may be. Where really, who's deciding how you take care of yourself, and who's deciding your quote problem or feelings are big enough or great enough to go talk to someone about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would also advise thinking of therapy as an investment, right? Taking care of your mental health um, has lots of short-term positive effects, right? And how you're feeling, but also over the long term, taking care of your mental health can affect your uh, physical health too, right? So it's really an investment in your future. Yeah, I think that's a really important perspective to think about therapy as an investment because we invest in all sorts of things. We and we invest our time in all sorts of things and our space and our, you know, energy and all sorts of things. And usually the last person on the totem pole is ourselves. Yeah. And therapy can be a way where we are taking that however long hour session and just it's not about anybody else. Yeah. This is your time. You control the appointments and you decide what you do with it going forward too. Yeah, exactly. I think lots of people find it empowering just to book a therapy appointment and know that they are making changes for themselves. Yeah. I think I'm so happy that I feel like the tone with therapy, even for myself, I mean, I have been working with a therapist for four and a half years and it's like I can openly talk about it now yeah (laughs) but when that journey started that was a super personal thing for me and I chose not to be super public about it yeah um but I love that the energy is changing and that statement right there is taking it from it's actually investing in like your mental wellness yeah it's not a bad or negative you know cloud around it it's actually very very positive yeah yeah we go to doctors for annual checkups we go to dentists to make sure that our dental health is doing well even when we don't see problems there and I don't see any problem with doing that with your mental health too yeah I think so too um what I guess 
yeah, I guess those who may be a little bit hesitant, um, what do you have like a stigma off the top of your head that, you know, if someone's scared to come talk to someone, what, what kind of comforting can you give them that it's like a safe space that it's, yeah. you know, what can people expect from a therapy appointment? I guess is how I'm trying to word it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think a therapist, a therapist will spend some time getting to know you and assessing your strengths that you can utilize and strengthen more and your challenges. And those are things that you can face together in session. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything is confidential. We're bound by laws around that, right? So it's a place that you can really go and say anything, and it's not going to get back to anybody. And you're also getting an unbiased opinion from somebody who doesn't have a life with you. Yes, it's not going and talking to your best friend who knows everything about your whole upbringing, you know? Yeah, because they've already have, they already have opinions on you, right? And on your circumstances. And going in to talk to a therapist is kind of like getting a blank slate. Yeah, exactly. I definitely think that's how myself, like, I definitely view, view that as, okay, this is kind of like a safe little bubble. Nothing that I don't want to leave the bubble has to leave the bubble. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you kind of choose what you do and what your work looks like outside of, outside of this room, outside of the office, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, For those who are wondering, how do we go about connecting with a clinical therapist at Vantage Community Services? Yeah. How does that work? So the easiest way is to head to our website, which is vantagecommunityservices.ca. It's a little bit of a mouthful (laughs) there. Um, And if you go to programs and services, there is a button there to complete an intake. So you can give a little bit of information about yourself. Um, We take a bit of information about finances to go with our sliding fee scale. Um, That intake goes to our clinical supervisor and she assigns a therapist based on um, availability and what she thinks will be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also uh, choose, you can also request a specific therapist if you'd like, and then that therapist will call you and reach out to schedule an appointment and go over the rest of the details. Yeah. Okay, great. I feel like um, this has been a really good kind of conversation for people. I hope that someone uses all of this information and kind of takes the step to maybe start a journey or at least start the journey on taking charge of our mental wellness. Yeah. I love that. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you inviting me to come talk with you today. This is so awesome. This was great. But yeah, thank you so much for taking your time and having this conversation. And yeah, with that, I guess the episode is wrapped. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.